Oh, hi, people. We're just going to get David up in here. And... Then we'll get things going. Um... Yeah, I'm trying to find them here. Oh, I'm having trouble with this. There we go. Hi, everybody. How's everyone doing? We got hi, Matthew, and hi, Pat, and hello, Amy. Once David gets in here, then we'll get the the chat going on. How are you guys doing today on this Thursday? There he is. Hi, Matt. Okay, so we'll get David. Hey, man, can you see me? I can. You're sideways. I know, man. It's, it's a weird setup. I apologize. How are you? You want me to do it the other I'm good, way? I'm good. Um, here, maybe, maybe I can tilt it. But no, that's not better. Here, let's let's. Yeah, try. there we go. There we go. Yeah. Okay. I'll tilt it this way, and then we both can be. Then we both can be tilted. Good deal, man. Okay. Will that work? Maybe. I don't know. Uh. Technical difficulties, folks. All right, there we go. <laughs> How are you, man? You good? Uh, I mean, as good as can be. Yeah. Um, things have been. It's been. It's been a. Uh, it's been a weird year. I mean, for everybody. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm guessing. Um, hello, Fronto Prydal. Why am I forgetting your name, Leslie? Hi, Leslie. Sorry. Hurry, brain injuries. They're the best. How, how are you dealing with that, man? Is everything okay? No. <laughs> it's, I mean, nothing's really okay anywhere right now, I suppose. But especially in my head, it's really has not been fantastic this year. Um, I mean... Just with the COVID times and everything, that's been so great for everybody. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that uh, it's just it's been yeah it's been a bit difficult managing managing that because um, it it's kind of funny because now I feel like a dick to all the people that I've known that have like dealt with this stuff where I was like oh you know you're you're tough and you'll get through it and you know just keep on keep on trying and now I realize how much of an asshole I sounded when I said those things to those people when people say that shit to me now and I'm kind of like I hope you die in a fire <laughs> no, so. how, how, how do you how do you feel that way I mean I don't under I, I don't know I mean it's it's well, one I of those guess, I guess I just get a little upset about it because, like, 
it's what it's the same thing the doctors are telling me too so it's like when i talk to the doctors about like getting help and shit like that they're like oh you know the brain's a mysterious thing we don't really understand it and i'm like why don't you understand it you're a doctor this is your job to understand things and they're like it's mysterious and i'm like this is not comforting so it's been i guess a bit aggravating to like hear that from doctors when I'm looking for help from them and then like have other people say the exact same thing and I'm like okay that's not really helpful and it just makes me grumpy now I just want to be normal again I miss that hi Brian hey so, Brian um yeah it's been it's been an adjustment getting used to it and um yeah it's been it's been very different um, cause I sort of was like, I guess in this denial state the last few months thinking like any day now, I'm just going to wake up and be normal again. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've talked to a bunch of other people that have like gone through something similar and they've sort of dispelled that as like a thing. So I'm just like, oh, cool. This is like, this is a long haul sort of deal. Neat. Um, yeah, so that's been... It's just, it's very odd. I just want to have my life back, but um, I might not. So it's just, uh, it's kind of like adjusting to what I can be now. And then also adjusting to COVID and what the world is now. So it's all like, it's been a very, um, it's been a very weird thing to have on top of the pandemic um to like go through this and now my neighbors are cooking spaghetti and i wish i had spaghetti because all i can smell <laughs> all i can smell coming up through the heat register right now is spaghetti and it's fucking killing me yeah <laughs> do, do you have to do you have to alter your life kind of uh, drastically because of your condition well so i'm on disability right now i i haven't worked since may since the accident happened um so I, I just basically spend a lot of time in like physio and waiting to hear from doctors and waiting to hear from lawyers and um, it's just a lot of waiting. Um, and I didn't realize how important work was for me as like a distraction until I didn't go to work every day. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's been like a really weird adjustment, like not not having work, like, I didn't realize how big of an anchor work was for me. Um, and, yeah, since work has been gone, that's really fucked up a lot of shit for me. Um, and then it's like, I have all this time. I have so much time, but not much brains to do stuff with it. So it's, yeah. it's kind of frustrating because, like, I was always like, when I had more time, I'm going to work on all these projects. And now I can't even really work on those projects um but luckily i can still shoot film so um that's been cool that shooting film doesn't break my brain a lot and i can still drive which is really confusing to me because um yeah with the doctor's like yeah you're fine for driving and i'm like okay well i can't like answer fucking emails so how is it cool that i can like pilot two tons of metal and glass 
Um, but she's like, well, it's like, it's different because like you've been driving so long that it's like a instinctual thing. It's not really something you have to think about. And I'm like, okay, I guess that makes sense. But it's, I don't know. Brains are weird. Like the doctors say, it's all a mysterious thing. Hello, Allie. I love you. Um, yeah, so it's, it's been, it's been really fucking weird. Um, but I'm really glad that, um, I can still do photography because it's a really important mental health tool for me. And if I had lost that along with everything else I've lost so far that I hope maybe to get back at some point, um, I'd be really fucked right now because like photography for, for me is like, it's a huge mental health tool. It's, it's, um, it's kind of been like the only thing that's been keeping me together um, for the last couple of years. Um, so I'm very grateful to still have that. And I know we've had some talks of, about those things. And I was curious to like, you know, pick your brain on that a little bit of like, you know, if, if your photography is something that you use in a similar, um, um in a similar fashion. Yeah. Well, what I was going to ask you was, um, emotionally, is your photography any different? Because if the, if the injury affects you on an emotional level, does it change your outlook? Um, so that's an interesting thing. That's a very interesting comment, question, not comment, sorry. Um, so the, the stuff that I've gotten the most comments on, the work that I've gotten the most comments on, two things. Anything that's tits and ass, holy <laughs> shit. I get so many fucking likes and comments and interactions as soon as I like, you know, put a pretty lady up on my feed. Um, cars sometimes and like anything like Sinistil gas station, shit like that. Or stuff that I've taken when I've been in like a really, really fucking deep, dark, dank, terrible place. Stuff I've shot then seems to really resonate with people. And mm -hmm. they're like this is really great. Your work is really improving. And I'm like, cool. Well, I, you know, thought about jumping in front of a go train, like right before I took that picture. So I'm glad that you like it. <laughs> yeah. See, <laughs> I was thinking about this today. Um, the, the horrible thing for me in photography um, is I know exactly where I was when I took a certain image and I can go back there. And so if I, if I wasn't feeling great that day and I took a picture, it's there forever. You know, that's a snapshot of how I felt. But when you show it to someone else, it resonates different. And someone had actually asked me, they said, you know, what do you think about when you take the picture? And I said, well, I'm not going to tell you because it will completely destroy your vision of what that means to you. Yeah. And so, do you see what I'm saying? So it's kind of like when you write a song and someone says, you know, that reminds me of my dog. And the person wrote the song said, well, I wasn't thinking about that. It's just by circumstance that it, that it, that resonates with you like that. So you destroy someone's opinion of their own opinion of that picture. So when people say, you know, where did you take that photograph? And I say, well, I was driving along and right behind it was a cement block and then to the right was a Piggly Wiggly or something, and this flower was coming out. When you have the surrounding of that image, it destroys it mm. for me. 
So you focus on what's beautiful in, in my eyes, what I think is beautiful. So um, to answer your question, though, it has been a tool for me because um, my health isn't great. And uh, I went through some hard times and it, 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 everything was in, kind of came on top of each other. And it was all this bad stuff at once. And uh, I mean, I won't... I won't labour it. It's it's not important, but it's something I went through. And so I went I went through a bit of a dark period, and all I did was take photographs. And I gave myself three hundred and sixty five days, one picture a day, no matter what it was. Okay. Uh, ostensibly, what I would do if I was driving out of town, I'd take two pictures, and um, because I don't know when and if I'll ever get back there. So I mean, you drive thirty miles, you you have to make it worth it. Okay, so I would yeah. do that. Had no rhyme or reason in my head what I was going to do. And I ended up taking a lot of pictures of foliage, you know, like like flowers and stuff. So, um, and I put them all together. I put them in a large mosaic. And in a weird sort of way, they all kind of merged together. And I actually gave a prototype to Oscar that uh, that worked at the Denton Camera Exchange. Okay. And he loved it so much, going back to how it resonated with him. Um, yeah. And I had a story behind every single Polaroid, and I knew what I was and how I felt. But see, when they, they coalesced together, it yeah. made something better. It made something different. Does that make sense? I hope I'm explaining myself. But, no, but individ no. individually, they all had different stories. But together, they had another story. And the story was just all that one form. Um. But it has it has helped me. It has it has helped me. Um I meditate a lot, man. I, I, I go into meditation pretty heavily. And yep. uh, I came to I came to grips with a lot of things that were going on in my life. And looking back, I realised I had a, a life well lived when the COVID stopped everything. I had yep. all these um situations that I was always in the moment. I'm always in the moment, as as with photography, because you're capturing something that will never, ever be replicated. It'll always be that. So yeah. I try to override it, man. When I don't feel like doing it, that's the best time to take a picture. I go, I don't feel like going out. And I do it because it harbors the best, the, the best, harvests the best results, in my opinion. I, I hope that answers your question, man. I don't... No. I, that that definitely answers the question and like it, it resonates well with me because like fuck man this week i've just felt i just want to like lay in bed and fucking just die <laughs> like i don't want to go out and i don't want to do shit but i had these like shoots planned with friends and mm -hmm. a, a good homie of mine jay just got a studio in hamilton which is like a town like an hour away from me and um he's left me like an open invitation he's just like you know my home is your home. This place is yours to shoot whenever you want. He's like, I want you to just create. He's like, I don't want you to give me anything to use it. He's like, I just want you to use it. And um, I just haven't really been feeling super creative. And But I agreed to meet a couple friends there, some on Tuesday and some on Wednesday. And, you know, both days, we made some phenomenal shit. Like it was stuff that pushed a lot of my own personal boundaries. And it was like really cool stuff that, that I dig a lot. Um, but like, even like the Wednesday, like 
I was so pissed at myself because like I left all my gear there Tuesday night because I was like, Oh, I'm coming back like Wednesday and like, you know, it'll be fine. Um, and then when I woke up Wednesday morning, I'm like, I just want to fucking like stay in bed with the blinds drawn and like not leave and like fuck everything. But then it was like, all my shit is still in the studio. So I have to go get it. And I have to return the keys to the studio to him because he needs to get back in there. Like, you know, cause it's his home. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was just like, fuck, like, I can't not bail out. But, um, you know, I, I went and it was great because, like, ended up making some really cool shit. Um, so it's just, it's interesting, like, how how sometimes, like, the struggle can, you know, lead to some, like, really good results. But um, all those, the way that everything, like, worked out was supposed to be the way it worked out. Does that make sense? Because... If yeah. you feel it in yourself, you wouldn't have produced the work that you produced if anything was any different. So I've been in that boat and someone had said to me, um, I don't feel very inspired and I don't feel very creative. I said, if you go and make a cup of coffee, no one's ever made the coffee the same way that you're doing it right now. So every day you're doing something that's creative. Well, except it doesn't for Peter have... McKinnon. Peter McKinnon makes coffee the same way every time for consistency in his video. <laughs> blown, blown me away with your acumen. <laughs> no, <laughs> well, sorry. Maybe that was I a just, bad I... choice, but, you know, if you, do, if, if you do something different, someone had said just move stuff around. Yeah. That, that become, I, I hate routine, man. I hate formula. I can't stand it. I, I, I'm not a creature of habit. And I hate... Um, like walking into, used to walk into a bar and go, oh, there's David. I hate that familiarity. I don't know why. Yeah. I don't know. So it, it's really nothing to do with what we're talking about. But I've been there, man. I know uh, how you're feeling. I've been like that years and years ago. And we talked about it, about my upbringing and stuff. And I don't think it's a platform to, you know, talk about stuff personal like that. But yeah. I was made to feel worthless, pretty much worthless, and I had I had nothing. Oh, do we lose you? Man, I'm back. Oh, Somebody called. It was a scam call. I voted. Can oh. you see me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see the scam call. Well, and I mean, I think though, like to your point there on, on the feeling worthless, though, is like, I think a lot of us have had that in in our upbringings. Like, it's just been something that, like, you know our parents' parents passed down to them and then our parents passed down to us and, like, you know, our society is just, like, sort of sick. And then especially as, like, creatives that see things in, like, a different sort of light in a different kind of way, that shit really, like, kind of, like, fucks us up but then also gives us, like, a conduit to see things a little bit differently. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It's – and it it's, like – Maybe it isn't a platform, but also it's been interesting because, like, a lot of the people that I talk to on here, we connect on photography stuff, but then, like, a lot of the conversations do veer off and, like, get into, like, you know, mental health discussions and well-being discussions and, like, you know, um, stuff more than just photography. So, like, I think there's a lot of people that are yearning to be able to connect on a deeper level with, with people to talk about more stuff than like what's just on the surface because like so much of like everyday life for a lot of us with with people that we even consider close to is like it's very sort of surface level yeah um i i think you're 
I think you can show yourself how you are, how your heart is by the way you conduct yourself in life, do you know? And um, I learned, I learned, I learned the hard way, but, you know, I'm glad I did because where I'm sitting right here in this moment, all you have is the moment, right? Right yeah. here, right now. Ram Das said that, I believe. It's right here. You know, leave it, the, the past behind you. There's no future. You have the moment. And I've, I've known from personal experience, like five minutes can be a long time. It can change someone's entire life by what you say and what yeah. you do. And I don't, I don't strive to be a certain way with people, but I don't, I leave, there is a surface level, but I think, I hate small talk and I hate chit chat, but I've touched on it before about my, my dealings with depression and stuff like that when I was younger, but that, that was more circumstantial. And when you're in an environment when there's two people that are supposed to love you unconditionally and not so much my mum, but my dad, yeah, it made me, um, any sort of compassion or loving, especially in my environment where I grew up. I mean, a lot of people, all they did was drink and do drugs. I went to college. And they say, you think you're better than me? And I said, I know I'm better than you. That's why I want to get out of here. <laughs> you know, fair. and it sounds arrogant. But, no, but it's not arrogant, though. It's like it's you've realized that. I realized it yeah. because any sort of form of creativity is always like, what are you going to do? What kind of job are you going to get? Yeah. And I said, well, I don't know that yet. Let me get my, my hands around the degree first, you know, and then we'll see what yeah. happens. But I was... I was always made to feel. It's all, it always amazes me because I never really had a self awareness at, at school. Uh, I'm a very shy person. I, I've never really outgrown that. I get that from my mum. And but people came out the woodwork after the fact, and they said I found you on Facebook, and I said I wasn't hiding. I just don't have any any social <laughs> platforms, right? I like that. I like that. It's like. I wasn't hiding. <laughs> you know, they, they think they think that I'm running from the law or something, and and they and they kind of put two and two together, and they go, "Oh, it's that, David." You know, and they'll say remarkable things about how they perceived me when I was younger, and it touches my heart. <laughs> I, just wait. I know, man. Um, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, man, I, I'm just saying that um, I don't. I mean, I don't. I understand your situation. I know how you feel. I've been there before. I really have. And uh, it's a struggle because I I know how angry I used to get when I got depressed because I felt like I wasted time and I got angry and I kicked against it. Mm-hmm. And and then with my illness and everything, there's a lot of times I didn't feel well, a lot of times. And now I'm injecting every day. And that was hard to take it's almost like a failure and they say well you have no pancreatic function you, you're not making any insulin at all oh, and uh, i was blacking out time travel as i like to call it <laughs> but unfortunately i kept waking up and i'm like oh shit i've still got to pay my phone bill i wanted to wake <laughs> up in the renaissance or something you know and i'm like oh f-. you know so i had to get a k uh, ekg and they said that my See, man, I hate, I hate talking about my health. It's like dreams you're going, oh, it matters. But I'm just, I'm explaining, right? So my, my T-peaks yeah. were off and they, they, they wired me up with the thing and uh, they were just like, mm. <laughs> you know, 
you better watch what you're doing. I'm like, well, okay. And then I just something clicked, man, and I just learned to it puts everything in perspective. And the things I used to worry about before, I don't give a shit about. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm talking solely for myself. I really am. And people say, you don't give a shit, do you? I said, no, I don't. I really don't. Whereas before, people say, oh, somebody was talking about you. And I'm like, what did they say? See, now they go, somebody was talking about you. go, I hope it was something nice. See ya. Because I've no time for it, man. I've no, I've no time for it. Because I know it's important. And I want to leave a legacy of beautiful work. That's all I want to do. I mean, your Polaroids are fantastical. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. They have like a very like sort of dreamy quality to them. And like, you know, that, that is going to be like, quite the legacy to leave behind. And like, you know, I, I feel the same way about my photography in a way too. It's like, it's something to leave behind. Like, um, cause you know, I've, I've been fairly open about like, you know, my personal struggles with like depression and anxiety and suicide and all that. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I shoot a ton just so that, whenever I'm not here, there's something to just, I don't know, a marker or something like, you know, I've I've had, I've been very privileged and very lucky to see a lot of amazing things that um, Mm -hmm. I've been able to share with a lot of people. And, you know, I just think it'd be kind of neat that like whoever ends up having to clean my apartment out is going to hopefully not throw out all these like cool negatives and shit or Polaroids and like dig through them and like, you know, be curious and wonder about like all this shit that I leave yeah. behind. It's, uh, um, it's like leaving a, it's leaving like a card in a drawer that says, this is for you, open it. And then you open it up and it, it, you know, I, I used to work as a book binder and yeah. I've got this, project where I'm going to actually bind my own book and put music that I've made in the back of it in a CD so when you take the CD out you listen to it but it's going to have all this ephemera like writing poetry um, mm. Polaroids so 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 someday I'll embark on it and they'll see how I saw my life because everybody sees their life differently and I, I I don't know because someone said it's almost like when you're a photographer, you know, it's just you must have a fantastic camera. It's not just the camera; it's your heart, it's your soul, it's your vision. It's how yeah. you. It's it's not the film. It's it's everything. And so. Well, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. I, I, no, I, it's fine, man. It's it's fine. It's fine. I think I'd finished. <laughs> well, no, it, it, it's true though, and it's something that you mentioned earlier about, like you know when someone looks at one of your photos, they see it in a different way than you see it. And that's like one of the things that I struggle with a lot with like my own photos is that like some of them are like really painful for me. Um, And why I like Polaroids is like, I can pick up a Polaroid and when I look at it, it takes me back to that moment that I took that Polaroid. Like Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. this one, you can't really see much in it. Right. But this is this is my first shot that I ever took of time zero. And right. I fucked up the exposure really badly. Um, but it worked. There's still an image there. I was able to pull it out in Photoshop and get something out of it. But um 
it's a painful picture now, though, because um, things changed from when it was taken. Um, but like that's the thing that's that's cool with some photos is like you know when I pick up a different Polaroid, I remember all the things that were like around me when I took that that picture. Like I can. Mm-hmm think oh I was standing in this place and like you know there was like these people milling about over here like sometimes you can even like remember smells and shit like that and that's one of the things I I really love about Polaroids Um, and I was curious about that because like most of your work that I've seen has all been Polaroid based like um, I guess for some of the people that are on the call like if you want to maybe take like a minute or two and just sort of be like hi I'm David and this is sort of like you know my shtick Um, okay Yeah, well, um, my name's David. I take Polaroids, primarily. I don't take film. Um, How did I get into it? I I had one in 97. I had a Polaroid 97. One of the kind of lunchbox types, you know. And uh, like everybody else, I kind of took pictures of, you know, garages and signs and stuff like that. And then... I kind of thought about it and I I think I owed it to the development of the, you know, the actual SX-70. It's such a beautiful piece of machinery and I I wanted to use it the way it was designed as as artwork, exactly. I don't know if you can see. There we go. (laughs) Beautiful, man. Beautiful. They're, They're so gorgeous. They really are. And I felt that I wanted it to be like a piece of artwork. And I just, I, I kind of saw it in a different way. You know, I don't know what, I don't know. I meditate when I'm taking it, you know, like I, I really consciously think that would be a good picture. And then whatever comes out, comes out. And then I thought about it and I said, the people that have actually made these cameras, they never think where they're going to end up. So you have this weird connection with people in yeah. the world through that. And I thought about the people putting all the components together and how it would end up like this guy from Scotland would be taking a picture in the heart of Texas or flowers or whatever and yeah. then posting them. You know, it's weird. It's a weird trajectory. But if you well, think about it, that's that what keeps me awake. Alive. Like huh? these cameras, is that person still even alive today that I made know. the camera? Because like these things are, they're almost historical at this point. Like, because this was, this is a version one. Because it doesn't yeah. have the it doesn't have the tripod socket or the the thing. It doesn't. So like, and on the lens, yeah. it's the, it's got the little dashes as opposed to yeah. The, it's it's yeah. got the dashes. Like I just picked this one up today because it was like super cheap. I couldn't oh, say wow. no. Um, and it works beautifully. Um, You're so lucky. <laughs> yeah, but there there's something like yeah. I I wonder about all those things like the people that made it, but then also because like this camera has existed. And your cameras existed for decades before you got it. Mm-hmm. It's like, who had it before you? Where is it been? Where is it seen? Like, what, what is it captured? You know. Yeah. And then also just like the tactile experience of of these cameras is something completely like popping it up. And then even like when it's got the old leatherette on it, still like the smell of it when you're focusing, like the the way the camera smells <laughs> when when yeah. you're doing that, like it's um. There's a there's a romantic quality about these that's um, I've never experienced with any other camera before. Yeah, that's a beautiful way of doing it because I felt 
for someone to be so brilliant to bring as Dr. Land to bring that into the world, yeah. you've got to use it. You don't have to. I mean, it's your own choice. But I, I feel for me, I have to use it to the best of my ability. And I've been lucky enough to take some really great shots. And um, and I'm very proud of that. You know, it was it, illustration was my background, the graphic art. I never really get into photography, but I think it was just an extension. It's just, there's so much that I want to do and so much that I can express myself through music and writing, etc. But So I wanted to compound everything and put everything into like a compendium. Um, you should always do that though, you know, whether you're, whether you're a seamstress or whatever you are, or a bricklayer, you, you should try and bring all your best qualities into one thing and make it. And Dr. Land obviously did that with his brain, his engineering skills or whatever, his insight, I don't know what. Um, but yeah, man, to leave to leave something behind tangible that gets passed around, like going back to the book. Hopefully, if if, if we're here long enough, the world is that will get passed around, and yeah. someone will have the ask, "Who made this? What, what was the reason for making this?" Because I'm not going to leave that. The reason I want to make it is because I want to do it. Yeah, and it's nothing will be like that in the world. Like your pictures, my pictures, no one will ever replicate it. The moment's gone. As soon as you take that picture, it's gone. And well, that's yeah, beautiful and that's, to me. It is beautiful. And like that's one of the things that got me in in deep into Polaroid was something that um Jason Lee had said in an interview when he was talking about Polaroids being like really honest and genuine because like when you take a Polaroid, that's that's the only one of this that will like ever exist even if you took two frames back to back mm -hmm. they're completely different from each other yeah and so it's like it's just a, it's a genuine honest capture of a moment in time and, and i think when i'm driving when i'm walking when i'm talking to you when i'm living all the moments that are gone within a day that would make one of the greatest polaroid polaroids ever taken and you miss it yeah. And so you have to be so alert and so in tune to be able to witness that. Do you see? I don't like carrying my SX-70s with me all the time. They're too precious, but I, I do carry a camera constantly. That's so, fair. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm a total weirdo, and I'm very abusive to my SLR 680. Really? Um, Why? Because it's, that's what I have it for, is, <laughs> is like, to, is to take it out and like, I should, so the thing is, I babied it for a really long time because like, I bought it, I paid a fuckboat of money to have Brooklyn Film Camera repair it, I will never give them money again, um, and then I coddled it. I didn't take it with me places, and then I'm like, why the fuck did I spend all this money on this object to just like, baby it? instead of making things with it. Um, so I was just like, if I break it, I break it. But like between that point and now, like I should be making stuff with it. So yeah. uh, the, they are like really, they do feel fragile though. So I do worry about it sometimes. But um, when I get those shots that I love on it, I'm like, okay, it was like, worth like the the risk to just have it there for that moment kind of thing yeah um, 
And then, I mean, you've also got Zane so close to you. So if anything does happen to your SX-70, you could just, like, you know, drive on down to Zane and be like, hook a brother up. Yeah, I don't I don't know Zane very well. I, I actually, in actual fact, I sent mine away to Retrospect. And oh, uh, I just, I, they, 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 they send them back in these beautiful boxes, like they did a, a graphic design on it. Not the reason I do it, I just, because I want my cameras fixed. And yeah. so, actually, I have nine sx70s at this point Thanks. um from i don't know why just because i love them and i had one renovated to 600 and i had the black leather eight on it to, to differentiate with the other ones um so basically the bellows it, it wouldn't go down it was sticking so uh. i sent them away and they and they said yeah you know that'd be great don't worry about it i said well i've maxed out actually one of my credit cards would a check be cool? I said, I'm good for it. And the guy went, nah, no problem, it's fine. So I wrote my check and they do like a seven day turnaround and the thing came back and it was it was great. Good and uh, I sent a drawing, I sent a drawing of one of my cats that had passed away. I had uh -huh. him for nine, 19 years. And I did a, a drawing and I made them into stickers. And I took 20 of the stickers, 1920, for his life and I stuck them everywhere. I stuck them all around in different areas in Denton. And I sent one to them. I said, Will you take this? Because I want his spirit there because it's it's silly. I guess. I don't know. And I goes, I'll give you that back. And they went, That's brilliant. You know, and they said, That's really cool. And then I posted them. I said, I took some pictures with the cameras that they renovated. And yeah. they said, These are the first Polaroids. And the guy went, Holy moly man, holy shit. That's incredible. And he just said, I'm glad we could help. And I said, no, nah, I mean, I have no clue how to fix them. But I don't know Zane. I don't know Zane Pollard very well. I know our man works with him and stuff, but I don't know him. I don't know him. I don't he even should, know what, what he, he looks like. Sometime. He, um, I'm, I'm about to ship like six or seven um, SX-70s down to him to have a bunch of stuff done. Um, yeah. he's, he's doing a really cool one for me that I'm like mega stoked about. So it's like the SLR 680s are always black. Oh, that's beautiful. <clears throat> what, yeah, so this is the one that Brooklyn Film Camera like rebuilt for me and they, they put the red leatherette on it. Um, but all the SLR 680s are black and um, the Sonar SX 70s came in silver or black. And what Zane can do is he can take a silver sonar and take all the guts out of an SLR 680 and put it and make a silver SLR 680. Wow. So, um, I'm going to get him to do that for me um, to make uh, a silver SLR 680. And then I've got just a couple of SX-70s that he's going to like clean up and, and fix up for me just so I can be able to use those. Because like, I'd like to have one converted to 600 and, you know, just also because I want them to be able to work, like, you know, yeah. so that I can maybe, like, pass them on or, like, give them to other people so they can make stuff with them. And, um, they're, yeah, they're just a really special camera. Like, as the first time I saw one, it became, like, an immediate object of, like, desire where it's like, I need one of these. And now I have a lot of them, most of them broken, but. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's kind of, I get there's that new film that's out. I think it's actually called Polaroid, where the the woman actually gets a 
a haunted SX70, she finds it. <laughs> and that pisses me off. It just I don't becomes like real. That. And it, it's always like, it's always the show <clears throat> and TV shows, it's like trendier people or New York, Brooklynites, and I've always got an SX70. And I say, come on now, that's not, that's kind of a sweeping generalization. So I don't, I don't like them to become popular in a sense, but I know they, they, they should be because of remarkable cameras. They're they are absolutely remarkable. remarkable. Yeah, they, they are a remarkable camera. And like, you know, it's the unfortunate problem though, is like all these beautiful things that we love and adore are going to be picked up by hipsters and ruined. Yeah. Uh, Julianne had some comments though. She loves um, your thoughts, which I agree. This has been probably oh. the most thoughtful photography chat that <laughs> I've, I've had uh, so far, um, <clears throat> which has been great because like, I never built any framework around this idea this has mostly been um, something for me to do so that I can have some structure in my life because since the car accident, I have no structure in my life at all right now. Um, so this sort of happened by accident and I'm kind of flying by the seat of my pants, just like asking friends and like people to join me for an hour every Thursday. Um, so, you know, thank you for your thoughts because it is really cool to hear your perspective on, on like photography and, you know, life in general. Um, and she also said that it was a beautiful idea, but a sweet idea of your cat. Oh, well, I don't know, man. It just, I, I, I always believe that when things come into your head and they seem plausible and they, they're, they're there for a reason. And I, I have a, I have a notebook at work and I jot down things that come into my head. And some are great, some aren't so great. But I, I wanted to do that because, like, you know, it's the old adage, you know, you're only as, you only exist as long as the last person that knows you, right? I know I don't right. know what's in that, right? Yeah, and I so, heard that from Westworld or something. Yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. know it's from something, but it's, I mean, you, you think about, it's a horrible thing to think about because sometimes when I really deep, sit down and think about it like everyone you know is going to pass away and then you really when you think about it it's hard it's really hard so every time every moment every hour like this will be worth it man this is a great hour spent yeah and it's <clears throat> i'm not a doomsday person by any stretch of the imagination and people say well you know you're losing weight and you're sick and that. And I said, so? I, I look great, but I feel like shit. You know, it'd be, it'd be worse. You know, and they, it makes them feel better, though, man, because what am I going to do? I mean, what am I going to do about it? It's, it's, I said, as long as I'm, they go, how do you feel the day? And I'm like, come on, silly question. What do you think? And it makes them feel better because they go, you don't take it seriously. I said, what am I going to do? I, there's nothing I can do about it but taking it more seriously. Yeah. So, I hope that, but that only works for me though, man. Because and that that's a beautiful place to be. Because I just I don't. Everyone has the levels of things that they worry about and things that are really important to them. And it's like someone loving a book or loving music. You can't go. I don't like that because that might be the biggest thing in their life. So you can't be that way. You go. Do you do you like it? Yeah, that's all that matters. Yeah. If, if that if if you can't live without that, then go for it. 
you're not hurting anybody and if it fills your heart, do it. And that's how I feel about anybody. There's no judgment, man. You don't excuse your life. You live your life. You don't make excuses for how you are. I never have to. I've been in situations where people try to demean me because of Scotland and all that. And I say, well, I'm very patriotic. You know, I choose to live here. You know, and it's completely, it doesn't mean anything about anything, but I'm just saying that it pains me that the way you are, man. It, it, it really does. And I mean that. I really mean it. And it's not empty. I love you very much, mate. And uh, the work you produce is fantastic. And, uh, and uh, I'm glad I know you. Uh, I love you too, man. Thank I do, babe. I, I, hey, man, we've, we've spoken off of here. And we have. <clears throat> I don't. I, I don't like you hurting, man. I don't. I really don't. Well, I mean, I it, things do kind of like aren't aren't the greatest, but I've been I've been really lucky and privileged, and you know, part of that is having the opportunity to be able to travel to like Denton and meet people like you. And uh, even though I have all of this other stuff that's uh, going on right now, um, which is less than ideal and is really brutal to like go through, I um, I'm still really grateful that I've had those opportunities to meet people like you and to see different places and to experience the things I have because um, a lot of this doesn't really mean much of anything at all. Like, you know, all the busy work that we get caught up in and all the, like my career, all the time I spent on that and all of that, it's just, it's fucking bullshit. It and um, I didn't actually start living until like three years ago. And that's when I started doing these photo adventures. And when I made the, when I made the first trip to, to, to Denton and um you know, the only, the only thing that we're like, the only thing we have that means anything, like, you know, money and all that is bullshit. Like, who cares about how much money you have and how much shit you have and all that? The only thing that really matters is, is our time. That's the most valuable thing we have. And we don't even know how much of it we have. Mm -hmm. And so many of us piss it away and squander it being like, oh, I'll do that when I complete this, or I'll do that when I pay these bills off, or I'll do that once I get this job. And it's like, what if you get hit by a fucking bus tomorrow? And all of those, I'll do that, never happens. And it's just like, you fucking killed yourself to just die getting hit by a bus and never actually doing anything. And I'm really glad that, like, I, I hit a point where I was like, fuck it, I don't really care about that shit. I just need to start living because, like, all this waiting to live is just like killing me and had I not done that I wouldn't have, have met people like you and well I wouldn't be able to do these chats right now because that's where it's come from and it's like I'm I'm overwhelmed and like humbled by this this community that we're part of yeah and um yeah 
I'm sorry, man. I, I did. Like I didn't mean to get to make you emotional, but I, I mean, no, no, but no, I don't ju- be sorry. Don't be sorry no, about that, though. It's I tell not, you, it's not to be sorry about though, because like I tell you though, <laughs> I tell you, I jack around a lot, but I never jack around when it comes to my emotions about how I feel about people because I think it's important. And if you, if someone can't hear the say "I love you," there's something wrong. And I'll because, like you said, I might walk out of work, and I make sure that everybody's laughing and joking and stuff like that. But I, I when I go home, I have my demons, man. Don't get me wrong, but we I don't show it. that that I don't show that to people, man, because it's how selfish is that? Because I have a story and you have a story, but you, I tell you what, mate, I'm, you can you can. Call me anytime you want. You can text me anytime you want. I hate to see you sad, man. I don't well, like it. No, I don't, don't like it. And I know I know you have a reason to, and I'm not saying it's easy to sweep away. Yeah. But you're you're you've got something despite there's a strength in you because you can still function and produce some brilliant pieces of work. And you should be very proud of yourself for that. Because that's not easy. Because when when your heart's black, it's like you can't see. Yeah, it is. It is hard to see sometimes, for sure. Like, but you, if you can't see outwardly, man, look inwardly and see what you know. Um, it's hard because no one, no one can make you feel better about yourself. Only yourself can do it. But there's people around you, man. I can see it on all these people talking and stuff that everybody loves you, mate. <laughs> and that's... And, and if I'm, I'm a conduit for everybody else, and, you know, everybody loves you, mate. And I love you too, brother. I really do. You're a good, you're a good bloke. <laughs> Thank you, David. I love you too, oh, of mate. Of course, man. And, of course. It means you know, not I- to me. I, I, if I feel that way about you, wait, I, I should tell you, right? No, absolutely. Like, I think that's something that should be normalized a lot more is like... I don't mean to upset you, mate. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Don't, don't be like... It's not something to be sorry about, though, because like, just like telling people that you you lo- love them when you, when, when you do, you know, emotions also should be normalized as well, too. Like, you know, it's not it's not a bad thing to like, you know, have intense emotions about things and to like, you know, have, have all of these like different feelings. Like, you know, even though we've been taught that it's like a weakness or it's like, you know, don't do that. Or like, you know, it's like, there, there's always like a negative connotation with those things or it's like love is explicitly only something that happens when you're in a relationship. And that's not, that's not true. I love, I love so many people and, um, I don't want to sleep with all the people. <laughs> like, I mean, I love you to death, man, and I think you're a handsome man, but that's about as far as we're going to yeah, go. Yeah, man, I, I, that's okay. <laughs> I'm comfortable with my heterosexuality, too. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, I just, I really want love and, like, being able to share emotions and being able to, like, express that. I want, I want that to be something that all of us can share more, and that's something that I am so grateful for this community to have received is that 
there's so much love and there's so much acceptance in in the photographic community that we're part of that it just like it humbles me and it's almost overwhelming sometimes just like how how powerful it is and how how beautiful and open all the people I've met in the last three years have have been and it's been life-changing man like um and I guess that maybe that was like a little bit of the idea around like doing these chats is like I've been so lucky to meet so many amazing people that um it almost feels a little selfish to like keep that to myself so it's like you know mm-hmm. I feel like this is a bit of a platform to be able to like you know take these people that I love and these people I find interesting and like be able to spend some time with them and and share that that person share their their experience their interests their opinions and views with with you know other people that that I know and appreciate and love and um you know don't be sorry for making me emotional man like it's um it's a beautiful thing and I appreciate it well I, I, there's no ill will meant man I know, no, no, I, know I know there's no ill you, you don't have to apologize it's, man. It's I know how it's, it's weird because I can get that way that someone will say something to me and it'll, it'll set me off um, I I've always wondered what that was but then again I, I don't care man so what I'm crying I don't give a shit who cares um, it's just it doesn't bother me but I just I don't I don't like seeing hurt I don't like seeing people pained, and because I understand it, I've been there, I have been there. I don't um, want to see people pained either because same. I don't thing, I, I don't like it and 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 going back going back to how I was when I was growing up, I always I want I wasn't being myself and I, I always felt like I wasn't being genuine because my dad wanted me to be a certain way. And it was almost yeah. like wearing the wrong clothes. And as soon as I had a realization and then I, I, I put the clothing on, it, it became it became inherent almost, man. I didn't have to think about it. And I look back and I go, Where did how did I get here? And it was just by osmosis basically. It was just basically I was thinking for myself, I was saying the things I wanted to say, expressing myself. I have someone mm-hmm. said to me, Who's inspires you? And I said, No one, no one. I said, I inspire myself. I always try. I never look at work. I never emulate work. I look in my heart and go, you know what? I could do that better. I'll, I'm always fighting the battle with myself. Try, you know, like try to be the best person you can be. Yeah. And it's everybody's fault, though, man. If if they if they can't if they can't fathom you out, then they should. If they if they care about you, they should try and work it out. Yeah. If if you if you you should drop kick people as soon as you do something different. The people that matter will listen to the stuff that you think they don't want to hear. They'll stick yeah. around and go, I'm interested in everything you got to say. Not when you're happy. You know, if you're in a bad mood, I can't handle it. I can't handle negativity, man. But at the same time, I stay away from that. I don't paint a rosy picture of myself and then underneath it. So I try to stay consistent because it's... It's burning on the same fuel all the time, you know what I mean? You keep that constant. And, yeah. But I'm glad, man, you're 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 halfway there with everything. I can hear it in your voice and your thoughts and everything. 
it's, and well, it's a struggle, honestly. Like, I mean, I know that. Um, I know that. But I also kind of look, I look at it as a superpower because, like, I I know the. I know the depths of the things I have to face every day and still manage to get through to the next one. Yeah. And um, I know a lot of people that wouldn't be able to handle something like that. So it's like, <laughs> I guess it sounds like a weird humble brag or whatever, but it's just like, it's it's what's kind of gotten me through it is like, you know, I don't look at it as a weakness. I don't look at it as a deficiency um if i didn't have this i wouldn't see the world the way that i do there you go and um there you go that would really bum me out but the thing that's fucked up about that is if i didn't know that i wouldn't know to be bummed out about it so <laughs> it's like a conundrum really... <laughs> yeah it's like schrodinger's happiness yeah um, and a Amy says, uh, normalize platonic love, which I agree with 100%. And Kat yeah. says, love, which I love you too, Kat. Um, yeah, like it, I just wish we could all not be dicks to each other. Like yeah, it's man. really simple. You look at all the pain and all the shit that's going on in the world and you can just boil it down to like, someone decided to be a dick to another person and then it got out of hand and now a whole bunch of people are being dicks to each other because they can't remember why anymore. Or it's just, I don't know. I just wish we could stop being fucking dicks to each other because like, there's so much potential for beauty and amazing things out there that we just fuck up because, uh, I don't know. That's why I like doing the photography shit because it's just like it's it's a chance to connect with other people that are also chasing that beauty and that also believe in not being dicks to each other for the most part. I mean, there are some photography people that I met that haven't been very kosher, but like um, that's been very few in comparison to like the great people that that I feel super lucky to be able to call friends like yourself. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, I appreciate. It. I feel the same way. Um, yeah. I hope I've I've hope I've imparted a little bit. It's not really talked about photography, <laughs> but well, maybe we you can have about... me on again, eh? Sometime. Yeah, we could, we could definitely do another like photography chat. Um, <laughs> with stop being dicks to each other, shoot a Polaroid. I like that, Rod. That's <laughs> <funny>. <laughs> maybe we could do that for Policon next year. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we're we're uh, we've got a minute left of the hour here before Instagram kicks us off. But I just I wanted to say like thank you, David, for coming on. My pleasure, um, mate. Thank you for inviting me. You know, we did talk a bit about photography, but like the the biggest thing is like I just want these to be like real, honest conversations. And so this was something that was on your mind. This was something that like you know I always am open to talk about with anyone. Mm -hmm. And. Um, I know that a lot of my friends are also struggling right now. And, um, you know, I, um, I hope this helps some of them as well too. And, um, you know, we definitely can, um, once I start getting through, cause there's a bunch of people lined up, we'll definitely have you back and we could talk more Thank about you, man. Right? Um, and I love now, you, mate. I love, I love you, you and I wish you the best. All right. I appreciate that. Next week I've got Barb from Saskatchewan joining me. I met her, at the Jason Lee Adventure in Boston. 
Um, and then the week after that, Eric B is going to be with us. So I love you, man. I wish I could come to Texas in a couple of weeks for Policon, but shoot some Polaroids for me, dude. I will, mate. I will. Call me uh, anytime or text me anytime you want it, right? I will. Julianne says she could listen to you for hours. The novelty will wear off. Don't worry.